All right. So uh, before we get started on anything, partially because, you know, I do want you to know about this, but also because they're uh, a partner of ours now. So yeah, it's a uh, Dravenwood. It's like Ravenwood, but with a D at the beginning. They make dice vaults, little storage things. They're super cool. They can hold up to five sets of standard sized dice or like some Chonky Boys, you know, because we love the Chonky Boys. And they've got a bunch of fantastic premium hardwood choices that honestly, like half of these I've not even heard of. So sounds pretty exotic, pretty neat to me. Just follow them on TikTok. <laughs> nice. I didn't actually, I don't even think I knew that they had a TikTok. <laughs> wow. You're a great spokesperson. I know. Right. I, I mean, so the really cool thing is like all of the dice vault lids can be used as like a rolling tray, not a drug rolling tray but maybe. And then they can either have like leather or faux leather. And the really, really cool thing that like eventually I need to get around to ordering a custom one for myself is they can do custom laser engraving on the outside. But am I gonna get a ham pod one? Absolutely. Ham pod. <laughs> so yeah, check them out at uh, Dravenwood. Like I said a second ago, that is like Ravenwood with a D at the beginning, uh, .com. And you can use code HAMPOD15 to get a 15% off. I don't know. I forgot to ask. Maybe it's supposed to be HAMPOD one and a half. So you get one and a half percent off. Are you a fellow dice dragon looking to add to their hoard? Are you never satisfied with the amount of dice you have? Athis Onassis here. If you're looking for great quality handmade dice, then we have a couple wonderful shops for you to check out. First is Critical Hit Creations. They have their own website. Also, Desired Effect Dice who has an Etsy shop, and we'll have links to both in the description. These shops are 100% backed by Athena and have the Athis seal of approval. Welcome, and thank you for listening to Hammer of the Gods. I'm Kay, and this week I'm the Dungeon Master as we continue and conclude the Trouble at the Theater adventure, where we follow an aspiring director and his friends on their journey to release the curse of Aristophanes' plate, the birds. This one was super fun to run, and I hope you enjoy it. When when we were in the cave, just dealing with the cave and then thinking about flying creatures, because I know bats ain't, you know, birds and bats aren't the same thing, but, but for some reason, I was thinking about Ace Ventura when nature calls. The whole die devil bird. <laughs> I murdered a bird, and now we have a kidnapped bird that we're going to go feed lettuce from Clycarions. So, yeah, like they have these birds that have been uh, harassing my play, Anthemadeus's play, the lost birds by Aristophanes, decided to harass on opening night when all of my pals from childhood, plus some hairy big guy, were in the audience. And yeah, so then is when I, I murdered that bird, plus like Nemesis and the goose thing. But, you know, not important. I'm Nicholas Andino. Uh... And I am a minotaur. Last time I shot up in the air trying to kill birds and did not accomplish nothing. Yeah, I put a hole in the ozone layer, maybe. Perfect. Nicholas caused global warming. Everybody thought it was the spray cans from the 90s. Nope, it was me. It bled into other worlds. It was so impactful. That's right. That checks out. I'm playing Dara. She's a Asmar barbarian. Um... She's wild magic barbarian, so she's still getting a handle on this um, magic thing. Tends to strike out. 
at her. And everyone? I'm Stavros Flatley, and I am a Twilight Cleric Furbolg, and I'm, uh, I've been using my fantastic translator friend, Callista, to talk to this captive bird that we have. Gotta get him some letters. Hi, I'm Callista. I'm a bear totem barbarian, half-elf. Apparently, I can talk to animals if I can touch them, and I'm kind of an asshole. I'm Deus. I'm the reason we're all here. Uh, I am a College of Eloquence bard, obviously, and I am a satyr who is an entertainer, naturally, as one does. Uh, yeah, and uh, these are my pals, and then that guy. So you've got this bird on a leash, and you're, you've promised it lettuce. Antimodeus definitely would, like, try to take the, the lasso and just drag it while it's still in the bag so it can't, like, walk. It's just, like, pulling it along behind him. Hey, hey, hey! I, I, I told you I would take you to the island if you give me lettuce! You said that there was a place close. You don't have to drag me, I, I said I would go. Severus would never drag this bird. That's terrible. It has a leash. Okay, but is it more terrible than what they did to my beautiful play? Uh, this is a living animal and they turned your friend to stone. That's pretty terrible. That was also a living being. I mean, he's not feeling anything right now. We'll get him back. It'll be fine. But it doesn't mean we gotta treat this guy bad. He's gonna help us. Wasn't this one of the cockatrices? Yep. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely not laying it out of that bag. Not a chance. So yeah, uh, Antimodeus is leading the way to Glycarion's reluctantly. You traverse back through the city till you get there, and the bird is squawking the whole time about, where's the lettuce? Are you going to be there? Can, can, it, I can't smell it. What's that other smell? And it's like, probably somebody farted on the street and it had no idea what that smell was. I'm watching the bird. I don't trust it. I have no input in whether it's dragged or carried, uh, but I don't trust it. I'm just keeping an eye out. If it would prevent it being dragged, I will carry it. Like hold it like a baby? In a bag? Yeah, it's in the bag. I know it's collared. Yeah, I'll hold it. It's going to peck you and then you'll be petrified. That is a chance I am willing to take. Callista um, will be following everyone else nonchalantly, thinking about how long this trip is taking to get there. Because they clearly had the bird handled right now. No rolls are needed or anything to get there. You've got two people who are very familiar with Acadius for sure in your party. What was Nicholas doing? I'm staying with the group, but been there, done that. I'm staying away from the freaking bird. <laughs> so Osmondales is just like, yeah, you, you seem like you would be better off, Stone. <laughs> okay, so you make it to Glycurions without any hassle, and the bird just lets Stavros sing to him the whole way there. The guy at Glycurions is like, you can't bring that bird in here. Listen, I made a deal with this bird. I just need some lettuce. You can buy lettuce, but get the bird out. I don't want anything to do with the bird, but it's a little shit who I have to negotiate with. So I would like your worst lettuce, please. Just lettuce? No, 
No, I would like a gyro and a side salad for the bird. You're gonna feed it meat? I'm eating the gyro! Just like shuffle a gold coin out of my bag because I want this whole thing to hurry up. So yeah, he, he gives you the, the dopest looking gyro you've ever seen, Stavros. So I, I take this package of food and so try to shift the bird to my one one arm and then I'm probably as we're walking gonna be feeding bits of the lettuce to the bird. You're gonna feed it directly where it might easily hurt you and turn you into stone. Mm, that's a good point. How about I keep the lettuce in the bag and I let it eat out of the bag. I like the visual of like the bird being in a bag and you just dumping lettuce on its head. But you can't get too close to its beak, so you can't be too nice. I'll kind of sprinkle the lettuce in every every so many yards. So you're leaving like tiny little pieces of lettuce that miss the bag your whole way, like Hansel and Gretel? <laughs> Probably. Not on purpose. I'm trying to save as much of the lettuce as I can. We have to make sure we can find our way home again. So many pigeons are just following us now. We have an army of birds. Let's see how many birds have accrued. Just one. Free food, free concert, as I'm singing. One is one too many. You, you gotta get to the water. And then I can take you to the island. I love lettuce. Oh, I love lettuce. How do we get to the island? Yeah, you go, you go to the water. Just any water. I'm not swimming there. We need a boat. We cannot fly. Oh, you do not fly. Huh. It's like he's never even, it's never occurred to him that you cannot fly. Head empty. Only lettuce. I don't know. I fly. How do, how do you go? How far away is it? It is 500 wing flaps. Yes, I'm absolutely not swimming that far. Oh, do we see any boats as we come up to the water? Um, you all, except for Aunt Medeos, have come from before uh, you went to the play. You came from the northwestern port. You know Acadius is a port city. Um, so there's that port. There's another port. Imagine we would probably go back to the port we came from. Makes sense to me. Like that's that's the port we're familiar with, so it does seem to be the general direction he has been directing you. As he's munching on lettuce. Munch, munch, munch. I assume we don't need like a terribly huge boat, do we? Speak for yourself, I need a yacht. Have you seen the size of that hairy thing? <laughs> it's only five hundred wing flaps, it can't be that far. Have you seen the size of that hairy thing over there? Are you talking about me? Obviously, I mean the giant horned person behind you. Oh, Nicholas? He has, he has hair? I guess I've never really looked. Probably a normal sized boat would be good. Would I know any of the, uh, the boats people? Yep. Is my old pal Uvu Java around? Yeah, he's there, and you clearly see him. I imagine that every time he, like, looks a lot different. I mean, his, his like, overall body and stuff is basically the same, same face. But, like, one time I think he had a peg leg, but he doesn't always have a peg leg because he doesn't actually have, like, he's not missing a leg. He just likes to make himself look different. 
He's just a turtle who just puts his leg away and wants a different one today. Yeah. Sometimes you just need some leg variety. It confuses people, and it keeps them always on their toes. Or their pegs. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think today he, he's got his peg on the opposite side of the last time that Aunt Medeo saw him, which kind of throws, throws him off a little bit. Uh, and so Aunt Medeo would just be like, oh, hello, Ubu. And he's just like, oh, you again. What's, what's your name? We need to get to the island. <laughs> yeah, so Ubu, um, this little bird bastard um, is our guide and says that there's an island. I resent that. Good, I hope you do. I say back in, in cockatrice. Like, just flawlessly, Osmodeus goes back and forth from like clucking, chirping noises to just common. As if it's nothing, he's just very fluent in all languages, basically. Um, and he says, yes, so uh, apparently there is some goose island. Are you familiar? So Ubu's just like, I am not familiar, but if you have directions. You just you just keep going to, to the northwest for 400 wing flaps, and then you, you go to the east for 30 wing flaps, and then you go south for 10 wing flaps, and then you go back northwest for the rest of the 500. Okay, so I, I just explained this to Ubu, and I'm just like, yeah, you just, you get out there, and then you spin in a circle, and then you do it again, because apparently birds are stupid. Ubu takes this path, and um, it's kind of weird, because the island, you don't see it until you've completely turned around. Like, it doesn't appear until then. And then you see this island, which has a volcano on it, which covers most of the entirety of the land. But the bird directs you to the shore right next to a cave-like area in the side of it. This doesn't seem suspicious at all. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just observing everything around me. Here's Lady Nemesis' island. Don't, don't tell her I, t I brought you here. Well, I could just put you out of your misery. Please don't do that. I was so nice. You, you petrified my friend. You ruined my play. It's just following orders. It's just uh, orders. Birds are the worst. I agree. Have you always been a bird? I don't want to talk about it. Can I try and persuade him to talk about it? You can try. <laughs> but it will be difficult. I just choke on a bug. You're like, why? <laughs> exactly like that. Thank you. Uvu Java is kicking you off of the boat like, it's time. We're here. Time to get off! Oh, yeah, no, I mean, Ansmodeus immediately got off the boat. He's, he does not like boats very much. Zara is easily distracted and is, is in need of being kicked off the boat. I was probably finishing my Euro. It's a big Euro if it takes you 45 minutes. It was thick! I would definitely get off the boat and follow everyone to the shore. Birdie and I are on our way. I just picture Stavros, like, savoring every bite. Just doing that, like, obnoxious thing where he, like, takes a bite and it's just like, mmm... 1,000%. <laughs> I'm going to get off the boat with everybody because I don't want to do that thing where I don't say what I'm doing and then someone assumes that I'm still on the boat as it just drifts away. <laughs> so what are we doing with this bird? Oh, scared if we let this bird go, then we're going to all be turned to stone. <laughs> I'm not ready to let it go quite yet. 
he might still prove <laughs> useful for a few more minutes yet. Yes, we could use him as blackmail since clearly he's terrified of this nemesis character. Mm. Please don't make me go in there. Well, we don't know where to go, so maybe you should start leading the way and uh, maybe I won't kill I brought you to the cave. We can hide you in the bag. No one will know it's you. Yes, I could put a big rock over you. Are you sure? No. Listen, I know about gravity. He just says stupid things sometimes. I know all about gravity. Mm, yes, I'm sure you do. He really does not want to go into this cave because he feels that he is not welcome and he's going to get in trouble for leading you here. And you can like look back into the cave and it looks like a normal cave from here. And I use my stealth to try to see if I can uh, sneak in and check out the cave before everyone else goes to get murdered. Absolutely. Ponsmodeus is also going to use stealth. It's a 23. Dar got a 4. 21. Ponsmodeus and Callista disappear into this cave, which doesn't go super far back. And Dara walks into the cave. But uh, the, the cave only goes back about 20 feet before uh, it seems to end. But you can roll for perception if you would like. Could I do investigation instead? Yes. That was a 16. So there's a, like a, a bird foot indentation, mm. kind of like like the doors in Skyrim. Uh -huh. But instead of the whatever key, it's a bird foot, okay. like a cockatrice foot. I'll grab the sack, uh, whether the bird wants to go or not, he's in a bag. So, you know, uh, and then I'm just going to like cut a little slit in it close to where his feet are. And then just like force his little foot out through that slit and then just stick it up against the wall. Obviously holding his neck with the other hand. So he can like bite me. His claws are also dangerous. Can I just roll dexterity? Yes. As a nat 20. Ooh. So you just get like just enough out, like seamlessly. So sticking this into his foot into the wall, you hear him say, Hey, I don't like being held upside down. Please, I would have done it willingly if you would have just asked instead of manhandling me. But I, I, I don't like this. And <laughs> as, he's, as that's happening, the uh, it's like a stone door begins to roll open. He like spins. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to like toss him. I don't, I don't know. You're not very nice. I, I like the other guy better. He was nice to me. He sang and gave me lettuce. You tried to kill us. <laughs> it is orders? These are my orders. And I'm just going to uh, see what I can see inside the door. Callista is going to run out of the cave to gather the rest of the party and bring them inside the cave. I guess I'm going in the cave. Dara's confused. He's going to turn around and clomp out of the cave. Still annoyed. Definitely not supposed to be here. Dara's just clomping. Dara doesn't know. So Dara begins going back out the cave. There's Dara, Dara, there's a door. Okay. I, I don't know why you're leaving the cave. There's Dara a door. Will kick down the door. No, I'm not kicking down the door. I will just wait behind the, everybody else. The door is open. The door, Dara. I, I know that you've always been like this, but my goodness. Dara walks through the door. I was going to follow Callista into the cave. I'm going to pick a bird back up. Okay, so you pick it up as it, it's 
like just now fallen down from the rolling with the opening door <laughs> and so it's like a little dizzy and disoriented but in this room that opens it is not a room at all it is a hallway uh -huh. that is ornately decorated with wood and marble Ooh. with bronze images of geese bells and a single gold key depicted along the walls and this is lit with like candles like sconces at the end of the hallway there are two doors both with gold geese on them are they identical doors they look the same so before i go like down this hallway i was like bird which door you have to go left to go right okay so Anthodas is gonna go and uh investigate the left door make sure that it's not trapped or anything yeah make an investigation check there's an 11. It doesn't look trapped. It looks like a door with a gold goose in it. Cool. I'm just gonna uh, possibly open. less locked than the other door. Yeah, I'm gonna open it. Okay. Does everyone else follow? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I will follow. Okay. Perfect. So you enter this room. Uh, after opening this door, and it takes a second for your eyes to adjust as the light in this room seems exceptionally bright. But as your eyes are adjusting, you hear a voice say, Let's meet our newest participants of Oikos Day, Alistair! And you hear cheers from a handful of people who seem to be standing behind a solid marble table with bells placed evenly across it and Atos etched into it on the right side of the room. Well, this seems terrible. <laughs> Your eyes have adjusted and standing behind the table is what appears to be a group of people all donning the same bushy eyebrows, tiny button noses, and aside from the female in their group, they all have impressively broad shoulders. And um, it's very, very easy to deduce that they are related. And looking around, you see an identical marble table with no edgings in it sitting on the left side of the room. In the middle of the room, you can see the source of the voice you heard when you entered. And if anyone would like to make a religion check, you can figure out who this is exactly. That is a dirty 20. 16 for Stavros. 13 for Dara. 19 for Calista. 4 for Nick. Everyone except for Nicholas <laughs> is going to realize that this is Alistair, the personification of familial feuds. So Alistair continues speaking as you're realizing who he is. And he gestures to the empty table on the left. Please take your places behind the table over there. What name should I have etched into your side? Anthmodeus, clearly. And uh, yeah, I'm going to, I will absolutely roll a performance check if you want me to, but I'm just going to like suddenly become super peppy, like, you know, families on family feud and like indicate to the others very subtly um, that they should do the same thing, that they should, like, act really excited. Aunt Medeus, that's your, yeah, it's your last name. That's your family name. That's my only name, and that's their name, too. And he's looking at the, uh, to make sure everyone agrees. Uh, yep. Dara will not be looking interested at all because of her zero charisma. Stavros rolls, at eye, rolls his eyes, but doesn't really expect anything different and doesn't say anything. 
Yay! <laughs> I'm gonna give Nicholas Bardic inspiration for his performance just to just to make sure that he doesn't fuck it up. You know that's gonna happen, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I get in my position at the table and I just kind of look confused. So when I when I say like he's gonna he's gonna you know do the like uh, family feud thing, he is doing his mirthful leaps that satyrs can do. Like he's just leaping like ten feet up in the air, doing little backflips and stuff, and just like yeah, just like waving his hands and super excited, doing little spirit fingers. All right. Uh, and uh, on to Medeos it is, and you see a strikingly good-looking spectral man emerge from behind Alistair. You can clearly see that he has a chiseled jaw and marbled muscles that could be seen through his chitin. Gigacus Chattius then expertly chisels the name of the party into the marble slab and then walks back behind, back to the wall behind Alistair that appears to have wooden slats in it. Can, would I be allowed to make a performance check just to try and, like, psych out the other other team? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, that is a 24 total. Jesus. You definitely have more enthusiasm than they do. So you're just, like, extremely excited, and they're like, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I am fully doing basically, like, a routine from bringing it on. Like, I'm doing the backflips and, you know, handsprings, all that kind of stuff. Like, just the most excited cheerleader type. So I think we, unless you, you want to do it different, I think we'll roll, like, initiative to see what order you guys will go for questions. That's perfect. Sounds good to me. The 17. 15 for Dara. Well, I have two. Davros rolled a one and has a one modifier. I got 14. So Davros and Callista, will you roll off against each other? Four. 12. Altmanios is going to go first, um, and so you guys will line up in order at this marble slab with bells on in front of it. Um, and after everyone takes their places, Alistair begins speaking and says, Welcome to Oikos Day, Alistair! Today we've got the Atos Oikos and the Anthmedeos Oikos competing for a chance to obtain the coveted key to see Lady Nemesis! The team with the most points at the end of round three will be our winner. All right, let's see which Oikos will go first. Let's bring our first contestants up to the stand. And he gestures to the first person on either side then to the podium in the middle, right in front of him, which has a bell on both sides. Yeah, Anthonyos is just doing more like backflip handstands. You gonna do acrobatics check? See how good they are? Can I just do performance instead? Cause like, <laughs> it's part of his performance. No, you can't tumble <laughs> without acrobatics. I mean, I'm still pretty good at that, but. Uh, is a 19. So you get like two back handsprings off in this pretty small area. Yeah. Can I, can I also roll performance just to see how good it is? Yeah, sure. It's a 21. It is impressive. Yeah. So the way this will work is you're going against the other team and we will roll to see who is faster at hitting the bell. Okay. Um, so, he says, all right, Oikos, are you ready? 
Um, we've consulted a hundred new Alexandrians, and we're looking for the top answer. Here we go. Traditionally, a gyro is made with lamb meat. What else might be used as a lamb substitute? So 13. You got an 8. So you you get it. Fast as fuck, boy. Goat? Let's see if goat's on the board. And he gestures to Gigacus Chadius. He pulls one of the slats out, and it says goat. Excellent. And it, it has four points next to it. Nice. So then... The other team will get to see if they can choose a higher ranking option, but he says radishes. And so you guys get to go first. Aunt Medeos can go back to your table, and the other team member will do the same on their side. Cool. And he just, like, does the, the peppiest, like, knees to chest kind of, like... Like high stepping run back. Perfect, perfect. Dara, you will be next. So Alistair will walk up to you and say, Are you are you ready for this next question? Are you sure? Super ready. So we've asked a hundred new Alexandrians the following question. What might a chariot do that may cause an accident? We're looking for the top five answers here. That might cause an accident? Lose a wheel? Let's look for lose a wheel! So, that is the number one answer. Yeah, boy! And so that is worth 10 points. Um, it falls under mechanical failure. Nice. All right, Nicholas. What might a chariot do that may cause an accident? Break loose from the horses? Let's see if Break Loose from the Horses is on there. It's the second from the bottom answer, and it says Horses Spooked, and it's four points. Good answer, good answer. So, Stavros, what might a chariot do that may cause an accident? How about you uh, hit a pothole? Well, let's let's see if get a, hit, you hit a pothole's on there. He gestures to Gigacus again. The third answer is Potholes slash Road Issues. And that is worth six points. And there are two answers left on this question. Callista, what might a chariot do that may cause an accident? Flip over? Let's see if flip over's on there. He gives you the bottom answer, taking turns too sharp for two points. And Ansmodeus is just like, yeah, good answer. Yeah. Because he's just been mouthing to everyone that same answer this whole time. And so there's one answer left on the board. Altmedeos, back to you. What might a chariot do that may cause an accident? Wreck? Like hit another, like collide? <laughs> Let's look for collide. So Gigacus is going to etch one X into your side of the, the board. Then we will go back to Dara. What might a chariot do that may cause an accident? May cause an accident. Reading a scroll while driving. That will give you eight points. Nice. All right. Well, we are on to the next question. You guys are doing wonderful. You got one strike. If you get three strikes, the Atos family can steal from you yeah. and has a chance to win. Nicholas, come up to the stand. And Philip, come up to the stand. You guys will need to roll dexterity against each other to see who can answer this next. Ring the bell to answer the next question. 
I rolled a 19. I rolled a 6. According to 100 New Alexandrians, if he could only bring one item to a party, what would Zeus bring? And we're looking for the top three answers here. I'm gonna go with lightning bolt, Steve. Let's look for his lightning bolt! And it is the number two answer. And it is worth ten points. Philip guesses Hera, which is not on the list. <laughs> so then we will go to Stavros. Alistair walks over to you at your Oikos' table. If he could only bring one item to a party, what would Zeus bring? Um, that would be a lady friend that is not his wife, Alistair. Let's look for a lady friend. The third answer on the board is a quotation marks friend. <laughs> <laughs> and that is worth five points. So Callista, you know, Alistair's like, you guys are doing so great. We got one more question after this. You got one more answer on the board. You can get beat the Atos family for the key to see Lady Nemesis. Can I quickly give Kalista a bardic inspiration? Yeah. Cool. You can do it. You feel oddly inspired, Kalista. According to a hundred new Alexandrians, if he could only bring one item to a party, what would Zeus bring? We've got two answers on the board. We're looking for the top answer. His crown. Let's look for his crown. Gigakiss is going to etch another X. Your second X for your Oikos, as his crown is not on the board. But we will go back to Anthmedeus. Yeah, I'm just gonna say real loud, his dick. So Alistair looks a, a bit uncomfortable, but he says, let's... Let's look and see if his his dick's up there. And <laughs> Gigakus uh, pulls the the top slat out and says, "It's it says himself slash his genitals," <laughs> and you get twenty points. Yeah. <laughs> good job, good job. You guys are up to a great start. If you, if you get another one wrong, the Atos family has a chance to steal. Uh, let's let's bring the next contestant to the stand. I would like to give Dara Bardic Inspiration. I've got one more after this, so... Okay. Sweet, sweet, sweet. The other member of the Atos family is going to come up to the stand as well. And... <laughs> All right, for the last round, contestants, are you ready? Yeah. The other guy says, yeah, as well. A hundred new Alexandrians answered. Tell me something that would please the gods, but not your neighbors. We are looking for the top... Two answers. A human sacrifice. Let's look for sacrifices on the board. And uh, it is the number two spot. Nice. And it just says sacrifices. And it is worth 20 points. Good answer. The Atos family is going to say drinking too much wine. And it is not going to be on the board, unfortunately, for them. Nicholas! A hundred new Alexandrians answered. Tell me something that would please the gods, but not your neighbors. I'm gonna give Nicholas bolstering magic, so roll a d3 to add to your roll if you have to make an intelligence roll. So that's 18 altogether? 
you have an inkling of an idea that this answer would particularly please someone like Zeus, and unless your neighbors were participating, they probably would be upset if this was happening in your backyard. John. Okay, I thought that, but I didn't want to be a pervert. All right, orgy? <laughs> yeah. Gigacus, show me an orgy! <laughs> and he takes the number one slot off of there and it says orgy in the backyard. <laughs> and you gain 30 points and he gestures his hands and some effects go off like for you guys winning. And he rings all the bells and he has Gigacus ring all the bells as well, like the extra bells. He's like, you guys have won! Oikos Day, Alistair! Thank you for participating. Please take your prize from Gigacus and leave. The Atos family must stay since they lost. Oh, jeez. Osmond, I was just like, does the, the mirthful leaps and like leaps over the, the table and goes and grabs the, the key. Then Osmondeos is just going to go to the other door and unlock it. Perfect. So this door looks exactly like the other door. They both had a goose in them. And this key fits perfectly into it. It was a bronze key shaped like a goose. As soon as I unlock and open the door, I'm going to flip it to Stavros to be like, I don't want this. I got my key. That we want on the feud. It looks like a gold goose. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Oikos Anthemadeos. This door opens up into a large cavernous room lit by a few sconces on the walls and the river of lava that runs across the far side of the room. Wooden support beams line the walls to your left, right, and behind you, then switch to marble as they get closer to the lava. In the middle of the room, there are two marbled statues of a woman that looks identical to the woman that sits in the throne on the raised platform in front of the flowing river of lava. And if anyone would like to make a religion or history check, please do so now. 21. I rolled a 20. I rolled a 6. Got a 12 for Stavros. Uh, I got a 14. You, Nicholas, and Anthemadeus would clearly know this is Lady Nemesis depicted. And this is probably not the real her, but a depiction, like some sort of shadow that she is taking form of right now. And Nicholas, you got a 20, yep. right? So in between these statues stands one shadowy figure that appears ready for battle. You know for a fact that this is a shade of Bellerophon. You begin to hear the voice of Nemesis and her voice booms throughout the room like a god would. So Bellerophon was the hero who slew the monster Chimera with the help of the winged horse Pegasus, but that's not what Nemesis knows him for. That's not why he is indebted to her in some way or another. She says, This nobly crowned warrior fell and is now in my service. Humble yourselves and defeat his shade. Then perhaps we can discuss why you're here. Fail, and you'll be in my service as he is. I just want to do a quick shout out to, uh, I guess, our, our partners. They're not really sponsors, whatever you want to call uh, Gecko's Media, our pimps in the podcasting business. I like that. Yep. I'm your pimp. 
Yeah, yeah, that's going in the app. Gecko's Media represent. (laughs) So Gecko's Media is pretty cool. You should definitely check them out if you are interested in making podcasts. That's it, Tim Gecko's Media. We make podcasts. (laughs) Uh, No, we are a collection of of different startup podcasts that are all starting off together. It's an awesome community of, of new podcasters coming together and helping each other out. And they are all joined together at geckosmedia.com where you can get the complete collection of all the podcasts on the network. And soon you're going to see Hammer of the Gods on there too. Pretty exciting. For sure. So if you uh, are a current podcaster, want to get into podcasting, whatever the case may be, check out Geckos Media at geckosmedia.com, right? That's it. We try to keep it simple for them. So now we will all roll initiative against Bellerophon. Well, Arthurdale serves no one, but the muses. Uh, that is a nine. Huh, that's funny. I got the same thing. I got a dirty 20. I got a nine, too. No shit. So did I. Okay. So get this, because I know we're going to have to roll off. You want to know what I rolled for the second one? A nine. Yep. <laughs> so, Dara, you get to go first. Okie doke. Bellerophon has his fists out and looks like he is... Well, he is a shade of Bellerophon. It's not real Bellerophon. Okay. Just to be clear. He's like a little shadow guy. He looks awful punchy. Okay. I'm gonna whack him with a 12. You whack him and it doesn't do anything. I'm gonna whack him again because I get two. Okay. Oh my god, it's another 12. So I'm gonna do nothing except miss. You just like punch him and it's like he has abs and he's just a little punching bag. Dara's gonna go sulk. Bellerophon is gonna go next. And uh, while you're sulking, he's gonna try to punch back, but also can't affect you. Sweet, my armor is only 13. Either time. Amazing. I got a four and a nine. Cool. We will just uh, be really good at fist fighting here, guys. The rest of you just see Dara and Bellerophon punching each other and not doing any damage at all. But Nicholas, you uh, you have a chance to intervene. You guys ever punched a shade before? It's not easy. Well, my guess is stabbing probably wouldn't work. Well, what the heck, I'll go for it. I'm going to use my longsword and try to attack him. Give him that blop blop. Blop blop. So, add my attack bonus, I rolled a 24. That's uh, 8 damage, 4 plus 4. You do this damage to him, and it doesn't seem quite as effective as normal, but it does seem to be affecting him. Davros. I'm going to... What's the name of this? How big is this place that we're in? This room is probably 90 by 60, and he's in the middle. Okay. And a couple people are right up by him. Yeah, it's about 40 birds across, 40 cockatrices across by 37 and a half. So I'm going to move up uh, till I'm probably about 28 feet away or something in a a good radius. Actually, no, I'm going to move up till I'm almost up next to the guy. And I'm going to use my channel divinity twilight sanctuary so it creates like i present i show my my shield which has my holy symbol on it and uh a 30 foot radius or, or area of dim light comes out from me 
and it lasts for about a minute. Um, so whenever a creature ends its turn in the sphere, I can grant creatures benefits that I choose, creatures that I choose. So I can grant 1d6 plus 7 temporary hit points, and I can end, like, Charmed or Frightened, but and then I'm going to use my bonus action to cast Spiritual Weapon and just have that at the ready. I get a 21 to hit. That will hit. 10 force damage. 10 force damage. All right. Um, so he uh, takes a step back, you know, with the, the sheer impact of your blow. He's knocked back like five feet, probably. Awesome. He's clearly not expecting you to have hit him with a blow like that. He's like, boo. <laughs> I'll end my turn there. Aunt Medeos is next. So I'm going to cast Shatter, but I'm going to put it like far enough behind him that it's not going to hit Nicholas and Dara. So yeah, he has to beat a DC 15 con save. He fails. Excellent. He got a seven. He takes 14 thunder damage. Nemesis, who said my ass could get thunderclapped? Aunt Medeos, that's who. Shut up, you proud peasant. No one tells me to shut up. <laughs> She's obviously talking to Bellerophon. Oh, and, and Osmodeo says exactly that. Like, as soon as he realizes that she's talking to him, he's just like, oh, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, yep, shut up. How far away would I be, approximately? You would have probably started within 30, 35 feet from him, so where do you want to be? Perfect, because I have 35 feet of speed. Um, I would like to move behind him to flank him, that way, Nikolai can potentially use his snake attack. Yeah, and there's two pillars on either either side of him that depict Lady Nemesis, um, so that would be a perfect flanking position. Can I just uh, can I do like a, a handspring to like jump behind them with my mirthful leaps? Because like I can leap a lot, being you know a satyr. Callista, so you are next. Okay, um, unlike everyone else. I plan on using my javelin because I think it has some kind of range where I don't have to get right up on them. And I also have an extra attack. Okay, so my first hit was a 10 and my second hit was a 14. So neither of those hit, but your 14 will fall just a little bit short. I feel like on the first one, Antonius was like, whoa, Kalisa, that was very close. Lands like right next to your toe or your hoof. I, I clearly can't throw. Dara is annoyed. So she's going to rage. So on the rage, I'm going to roll on the wild magic. There's a two, which is what I get every time. So it teleports me up to 30 feet away. Well, luckily, this room is 90 by 60. So uh, this will teleport you next to Lady Nemesis below her little podium. Okay. You're like by the lava river, kind of, but not in it. But not in it. To get back, would I have to cross the lava river? No, no, it's behind her. And this is probably like 30 feet back from everyone on the opposite side of everyone. I'm focused on the shade, so I'm going to run back and attack the shade because I'm annoyed. My first attack is a 21 and my second attack is a 26. Those will both hit. Uh, 17 damage total. You have a feeling it did more like eight. I, I imagined. It looks like you're hitting Looks him. like you're hitting him. Okay. Uh, and that is the end of my turn. All right. No, he's looking pretty rough. So that puts him next. 
and he's a little overwhelmed with knowing who to retaliate against because he's just getting ganged up on all of a sudden. He's more of a one-on-one -on -one fight guy. Yeah, it's you like know? it's like this is office space, and he's the printer that we're beating the shit out of. <laughs> Dara, you're the most recent person to have attacked him, so he is going to give you the blop blop uh, with with his fists. Except uh, the the first one. What was your armor Thirteen. Class? The first one will hit, but the second one, he rolled a two. Nice. He's going to do six bludgeoning damage to you. Pretty rude. So he is going to use his bonus action to shadow step and teleport to the darker area by the wood pillars on the far side of the room, away from you guys. So he is on the... If, if the door you came in, he was in the middle, there's two pillars, he's on the left side of the room. And you guys are kind of in the middle. But that will bring us to Nicholas. I guess I'm gonna do the stabby thing again. I'm gonna use my longsword on him. I think Ant Medeos can I can I roll an intelligence check to see if I would have noticed, you know, this resistance to non-magical damage. Yeah, and you wanna roll intelligence or insight? Either one. Whichever is alright by you. Uh whichever's better. Dirty twenty. You definitely notice he's not taking full damage from that type of attack. So I'm just gonna look over, make eye contact with Nicholas and be like, do it, do the thing. <laughs> yeah, you really want me to do the thing, don't you? <laughs> say the words, say the words, hairy man. All right. <laughs> and so like, I just kind of look at him and raise my right hand and my fingertips kind of spark like, all right, you got it. <laughs> Eldridge Blast it is. <laughs> I rolled a two. That misses. Horribly. Not as bad as it could. We're really not looking for a critical fail on that in this room. <laughs> I just knocked the head off one of them statues over to the right. <laughs> so then we will go to Stavros. I'm going to bonus action cast Steps of Night. So it lets me fly in this little dim circle aura that I've placed. Um, so I'm gonna fly to the edge as close as I can get to the. And did you say that he's kind of in the darkness over by the pillar? Yeah, he's a shade in the okay. shade. Shade in the shade. So I'm gonna fly over, <laughs> and which is probably thirty feet or so closer to him. And then I'm going to actually cast a spell called Inflict Wounds. Oh, can I can I bonus action give Stavros Arctic also? Because it would be my last one. Yeah. Sweet. That's a 23 to hit. That will hit. Um, it's 35 damage. Necrotic. Tendrils of rotting flesh move up this guy's neck and into his face and jaw and he starts to wither and his knees buckle as he falls to the ground. Gonsmedeus just wants to like press digitation, some little like sparks and a little like like music box 
like music box type type song kind of sounds similar to the final fantasy victory theme but you know just different enough we don't get sued nemesis in her little throne looks at you and it's like what would you go do that for now i have to find me another one and she 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 looks a bit quizzical as if you're not quite who she was expecting to be here it, it seems you've gotten mixed up in business that does not concern you well you see it is my business when you send your little birds to ruin my play you ruined my opening of my play and my life why well, what play is it you speak of the birds, the one and only. Aristophanes, Lost Play. Oh, that brown man. He didn't deserve a text this wonderful. But uh, I am not him. I did not deserve to have my life ruined. So roll persuasion. Can I do it with advantage? Why? Uh, because I'm... I'm making this as dramatic as possible and like saying that she has ruined my life and that this is the worst thing that's ever happened it would cancel disadvantage okay well it's still an 18. she was uh kind of just looking at herself looking at her hands like your nails and everything and like looks up and is like i do not have time for the likes of you today why is this type so important to you because it's a lost play that was going to rejuvenate my career that was already amazing, obviously, but you know, it, it, when you're a little bit down on your luck, it, it's, you know, sometimes you just need that extra spark, right? So she seems to take pity on you and she snaps her fingers and the text comes floating out of your bag and rewrites itself and then sets itself back into its little scroll. I suppose as long as you do not cause any issues with this play, you may use it. However, a man not so different from you received it for a different feet. Don't take your play. Stay humble and I'll keep an eye on you. A proud mortal cannot make me forever. That that's me, the most humble, and and you know, just take my bow and then run as fast as possible. Leave now, all of you. Your play will not harm you anymore. Like as everyone everyone turns to see what Anth Medeos is doing, like it's that cartoon where there's just like a little maybe a coin spinning and then just like dust. So what would everyone else like to do? I would like to, yeah, follow Omphideos and uh, pick up a black bag and walk out the door. I'm doing the same thing. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm going to turn and run with the rest of you. Also, I, I mean, I know that the, the scene's over, but I don't, I either didn't hear it or you didn't say what nemesis looks like can you can you paint us a word picture because i would like to know so she just looks like a humanly figure but that is it's clearly just an apparition of her right a spectral figure of her 
Nemesis is the goddess of retribution. She looks like she is donned in all black leather with a red shirt under the first one, and she has fiery red hair and white eyeballs and a tiny little button nose and supple lips, and she's holding a long sword. So she lets you leave. You have an uncursed play. Someone can... I don't I don't know. How are you going to call Uvu Java? Oh, I figured that I probably just told him, like, wait here. Don't go anywhere. Perfect. And so you guys easily find your way back to Acadius, the port you came from. And Stavros has stowed away this bird in a bag. I, I definitely would like to uh, give it give it an option. It's like, would you like to work for me? Or I will, if you don't um, accept that request, I'll, I will let you go as long as you promise not to harm anyone in the city again. Can you get me lettuce every day? I think that most days I may not have access all the time, but I can do it very regularly. It is hard to come by, after all, if I'm not in town. He would love to go. Awesome. Yeah, so I, I feel like I just pay for everyone to stay a couple of extra days, because, I mean, obviously, we're going to need at least a day or two to rehearse and whatnot, and the rest of the day for the petrified people to unpetrify. And I feel like Anthemadeus definitely just stands there staring at, I can't even remember the guy's name, but the, the one who was petrified last time. Um, like, he just stares at him until he turns back to flesh. And then, like, as soon as he's back to flesh, he just kicks him in the shed and is like, let's get to work. Yeah, absolutely. And so you can rehearse this play over the next couple days after. It, it, nothing weird seems to happen so far. Anthemadeus just, like, up on stage again. And like kind of this time, you know, he does the same thing where he like kind of hide behind one of the, the stage trees and then like pops out. And uh, as soon as he pops out, he then just like looks around, kind of ducks down and is like looking at the sky, making sure there's no birds. And then he just like after that bit of apprehension, he's like, welcome one and all. And then just goes through his whole spiel. <laughs> fade to black yeah. as your adventure comes to an end and you see a wonderful performance of Aristophanes play the birds put on by Anthodeus. Thanks again for choosing to listen to Hammer of the Gods. Aristophanes once said, Why I'd like nothing better than to achieve some bold adventure worthy of our trip. And I'd like to think that the Oikos Anthodeus did just that.